Hey guys, how's it going? This is Travis Took here coming at you from Lusaka, Zambia with my awesome friend, uh, renowned pastor, author, father of nine, and now the head of the first jiu-jitsu club in all of Zambia, Vodi Bachman. Vodi, how you doing? Doing great, thank you. Man, I appreciate the hospitality while I'm out here, my first time in Africa. Yeah. And man, I was thinking like, I know we're in the city, so there's not a lot of wildlife. And I was like, man, it's pretty safe. I'm looking forward to the safari. Yeah. Everything's cool. And then like 30 minutes ago, one of the guys here at your beautiful home killed what I think was a mamba. Yeah. So I'm not like, I don't feel that safe yet. Now I'm back in like, I'm in Africa mode, yeah. you know, but, um, yeah. you know, but besides that, it's been, uh, man, it's been, it's been amazing. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about just your journey to coming here because you're mm -hmm. you're an american you know and um you know you're living in zambia you're doing some great work here with the church and with your ministry but you know we're going to talk a lot about the jujitsu that yeah. you started here which is first of its kind in the country so yeah. tell everybody a little bit about you know how you came to the country and, and what you got going on there well first thank you for coming and thank you for doing this um, we came here four years ago believe it or not it's been four years um, really to help start the African Christian University. So we're working with the Reformed Baptist Churches of Zambia uh, and helping to start this classical liberal arts uh, university, this Christian university here in Zambia. Um, I had worked uh, in academia some before, more on the adjunct level, uh, but mostly just in the pastorate and, and itinerant ministry, but had started coming here back in 2006 and really just fell in love with the place so as the opportunity uh, presented itself, uh, this was just the place that the Lord called us and the place that we felt like we needed to be. Yeah, you know, well, that's one thing I've noticed, too, um, is the, the energy of the people here. They're, they're incredibly friendly, welcoming. Uh, just the, the group of students that you have yeah. training at the academy, um, they're very, there's a, there's a level of gratitude that's almost uncommon among the, the people here. They're, they're so appreciative of, yeah. and I don't mean just from the standpoint of we're learning jujitsu from a black belt, but the, the genuine friendship and, you know, wanting to connect, you know, yeah. and I, I think that makes this place, uh, you know, very special. Was that, I mean, is that some of the energy that you got when you came yeah, here as well? Zambia is a very welcoming place. Uh, Zambians are very warm and welcoming people. It's interesting, you know, you walk down the street and people can have this stone face and you almost think they're like New Yorkers. Yeah, yeah. Until you say hi. <laughs> right. And then the smile yeah. comes. Uh, but it is it's a really warm and, and welcoming place. So, first jujitsu training facility in Zambia. Now, there are other martial arts school, but, schools, but what, you know, what led you to want to start the first Brazilian jujitsu school yeah. uh, in the country? Well... 2012, I take my first class at Team Took. Yep. Um, was bitten by the bug, right? Uh, and then in 2014, I'm awarded my my black my blue belt, and and then we come here months later. Right. So I'm a brand new blue belt, and I come to a country where there's no BJJ school. And it was. Did it you was, have withdrawals? It, I did. <laughs> I really did. Um, so. You know, I, I go back to the U.S. probably once a quarter and uh, do book tours, appreciation tours or whatever. So I would get back to Team Took when I could. But for the first two years, I mean, you could probably, I could probably count the number of times that I was on the mat. Right. Uh, so, I mean, there was just, there was nothing here. 
Um, so I, I, I'm the kind of guy, I need goals, I need challenges. So I said, okay, I'm going to start powerlifting, right? And I set some goals for by the time I'm 50, right? I want a 500-pound bench press, a 600-pound squat, and a 700-pound deadlift by my 50th birthday. Hey, that was. <laughs> and and by the way, if you're listening to this, if you're like I'm, this man dwarfs me. So the idea of giving him more strength and power and jujitsu is uh, is kind of scary. Yeah. Well, so I started training it hard, and I, I tweaked my back. So I went to a chiropractor, and he's like, "Well, you know, what made you think to come to a chiropractor?" And not everybody thinks about that. And I said, "Well, I used to go to one in Houston when I trained the Brazilian jiu-jitsu." And he said, "Oh, I train Brazilian jiu-jitsu." I said, "No, no, no not jiu-jitsu. Brazilian jiu-jitsu. No." I trained Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So long story short, I find out that there's a guy here from Germany working with their embassy. He's a purple belt. He's gotten a couple of guys together, and they just started rolling together. So finally, I had some guys that I could at least go and train with. I remember talking to you on the phone, I think, after you told me that you met a couple of other people doing yeah. Jiu-Jitsu. And... Um, I mean, you were you were like a little uh, like a little kid that got yeah. picked, you know, to to be the lead in the play. Yeah. <laughs> you were so as you're like, man, I found somebody. I found my jujitsu. Can you believe it? I'm gonna do it again. Well, because I think for a while, you know, you were here. You didn't have the opportunity, and you know, maybe you had sort of, you know, considered a, a future where jujitsu wasn't going to be uh, as big of a part of it as it was. And like yeah. you said, you need goals, so you got into the powerlifting. Um, but you said it before, and I knew this about you early on. You you had the bug, and that yeah. doesn't really go away. You no. Know? So when you found it again, yeah. you know you were excited. So we'll elaborate more. So let's see. How so we-, we we started training at the judo club. There's a national judo team here, and everything was going fine. Um, and then we come to the judo club one day, and the doors are locked. Uh, now, Uh-oh. yeah, it, it it wasn't the ideal situation in the first place. Um, but now the doors are locked. We, we never got the full story of what happened, but someone wasn't, we were paying, someone, somehow that wasn't getting to the association or whatever. Well, somebody was getting the money. Yeah, somebody was. <laughs> oh, man. So now we're locked out and jiu-jitsu's gone again. And so at that point, um, I don't know, there's another friend right there. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, I gotta get the uh, camera to see. There's, there's yeah. Just, yeah, if you're listening, there, uh, there are lizards and giant skinks everywhere, yeah. and we're in we're in town. We're yeah, not we're... even out away where the real wildlife yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So I but, love it. So now we do, and that's when we really started talking about the possibility of finding some place that we could control, maybe some place that we could rent or something, and that's what eventually led us to Amaka, the CrossFit uh, gym that rented us some space. We built out a floor and we start, we started the school. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, you and I have talked a little bit about, um, you know, the goals and, and how, um, you know, we kind of started it as a, as a club, but you know, the more we've been talking, I, I, I see the excitement. And now that I'm here, I'm excited. The team that you have is a very, tight-knit group of real friends that yeah. push each other. I mean, they're keeping me on my toes. You guys, everyone shows up at the 6.30 a.m. class. That's the biggest class That's that you have. Yeah. And I'm yawning, and they're there we like We call it the eager. old dark 30 class. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're ready to go. And, you know, and, and I don't say this just, you know, because, uh, you know, we're friends, but I, I told you before, like, I, I really think that the 
the leadership that you bring through what you've been doing your whole life through the ministry and, and pastoring and leading. And, and I got the chance to see you, you know, speak at church, um, this, this past week. And there's no way to be in a relaxed, uh, seated position when you're speaking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't, you're just up and you're like, that guy's he's saying something, you know, cause you're, you bring so much passion yeah to what you care about. And I, and I talked to like, you know, my instructors and anyone I talked to in jujitsu, mm -hmm. I was like, it doesn't matter if you're a black belt and you have great technique and you have the ability to show it. If you're not on fire about what you're doing, if you're right. not passionate about what you're doing, you're not going to keep the students coming back. And, and passionate so, about people. Absolutely. Yeah. About people. And so today was a pretty special day. We had the first round of promotions yes. for your students. You were, you were like, I noticed you were excited talking. And then at the end, you were almost a little choked up, which I don't imagine anyone ever thinks you get like too emotional, uh, you know, like that, because you're yeah. always like this booming voice. But it was a beautiful thing to see that moment come together. What was that, what was that like for you? I'm standing there and I'm looking at these guys um, getting their promotions and getting their stripes from, from not just a black belt, but from the guy who really was the one who, who introduced this art to me. Yeah. And I'm thinking, there was nothing here. Right. And and now this is happening. Everybody in their uniforms. and Now this is happening. I couldn't, yeah, the mo it just got overwhelming. It, it really did because it was a dream. Right. And, and now I'm standing there and it's happening. And one of the guys who was part of that original group was there today, Andres, he was there. Yeah. And he came up after and he said, Man, you talked about this. <laughs> and look. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, they, well, that, that's, um, that's pretty instructive. You, you have to put it out there. Yeah. When you want something, you got to put it out there and make it real. Yeah. Did you have any, were there any doubts or concerns getting it started? I mean, obviously, you have a, a schedule that, not just a busy schedule here, but you travel the globe. So you're not always able to be here. Yeah. Um, what, what, was, what are some of the, you know, what were some of the challenges and how did it, how did you get through them to make it? You know, make it a reality. There were a lot of challenges. I didn't, the, the process to starting an entity of any kind here is way different than what you and I are used to. You know, if you want to start a, a, a new business entity, you go online in 15 minutes and pay a few bucks and you're, oh, you're done. We, we sort of did that with the uh, trying to get the Google ranking. The Google page, yeah, yeah, yes. and, it, and I was like, "Why? Where's the verification code?" It's like, you'll get a, a postcard yeah. in the mail, and yeah. which it said nine days, but it's probably more yeah, like it'll be three months. months. It'll yeah. be months before we see that card. Um, so, th th those kind of obstacles yeah. um, are are just here, and then even materials. Finally, so we couldn't just go buy mats. We couldn't just contact Zebra or whomever and give them our dimensions and have our it would have killed us yeah. to, to have that, you know, sent in or whatever. We had to go makeshift old school build match from scratch um, because, you know, nothing, nothing's really, nothing's easy, you know, especially yeah. compared to where, yeah, what you and I are used to. Right, right. Yeah, and it's easy to take for granted. I'm, I'm so thankful to be here. Uh, and it's, it reminds me a bit when I first traveled to Brazil. You know, yeah. if, you're, if you're born in America, and you've only known that lifestyle. Um, and then you have the opportunity to travel to a place like this. You're, I feel very hesitant about complaining about anything. You yeah. know, I really do because the people don't necessarily have the resources that, that you take for granted coming from a first world country. Yeah. Um, you know, but what's, like I said, it surprised, surprised me 
was just the level of gratitude that people have when they do have something. Right. And I noticed that you mentioned the mats, um, you know, having to, you kind of have like sort of makeshift mats in the beginning to get it going. But every time that I, we got there in the morning, there's always somebody volunteering to clean the mats. Can I, can I clean the mats? Can I get everything ready? You know, that to me, you know, indicates um, a strong team, not yeah. a student who shows up expecting just to receive, but being a part of something, yes. being, being a teammate that says, you know, I know, and you don't find it often, you don't always find that in, in white belt. So it's, it's part of it is cultural. Um, but it's, it's so important for growing, uh, you know, just, I mean, for jujitsu's sake, if you want to be the best student, you have to give a hundred percent to your right. teammates. You've got to give them your best, right. which is not just, I don't mean sparring. You try your hardest, you know, it's, you know, it might mean that you're at a higher level and you have to allow them to work. So everybody, everybody wins. Right. And, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's really, it's really cool to see. It's, um, it's beautiful. Talk a little bit about what do you foresee the, the future of, uh, of your academy? We're going to have to knock out some walls. Definitely. <laughs> I, I was saying, like, this reminds me of my first academy at yeah. garage. It's this little, you know, it was, it was yeah. great. So we've gone from there not being a school here, no one, very few people knowing what Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is, yep. to now um, there's a couple of things happening. One, there's a group of people who have now been introduced, and they're coming and they're excited and bringing friends. But there's also people who are like I was. They had been exposed somewhere else, and there was nothing here, so they let it go. Well, now they're hearing that there's actually a school. So there's, there's a buzz and there's an excitement. Um, so I foresee us growing. Uh, I foresee us advancing. Um, I foresee us setting a standard. And that's the other thing, you know, there are a lot of businesses here, for example, that don't have a website. You talk about us, you know, getting our website verified. There are a lot of businesses here that just don't have a website, especially one that functions, um, especially a, a somebody that's responsive when you sign up and they, you know, get back with you. Um, so the, the level of hygiene in our club, the way we take care of things in our club, the way we continue to grow and add and you know, and, and all these sorts of things and the level of professionalism that we bring, those are things that are incredibly unique as well. And so we're giving people more than just jujitsu. We're really impacting people on myriad levels. And it really, it really um, sort of meshes well with the reason that we came here in the first place, because that's a lot of what we're doing with the university as well. Right. As a father of nine, I would say you have at least uh, a little bit of experience in just a, raising just a children. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've, I've had the opportunity to, uh, to spend time with your family. And, um, and I, I love every one of them. They're all great kids. They're very respectful and genuine. And, and they, they really give effort uh, with everything they do. I see them doing their chores. I see them practicing their music and practicing their schoolwork. And then when they come to jujitsu, standing at attention. And so somebody who obviously in the ministry, you work with families for, you know, decades and, you know, father of nine. What impact would you say that jujitsu at, you know, at the right type of academy has on a child's future? Wow. <laughs> We've talked about a lot of this stuff, but I think 
not just discipline in general, but I think the idea of just appropriate strength under control, the idea of the discipline that thinks about another person and puts another person first and takes care of another person, the discipline that makes you a part of something bigger than yourself, the humility that comes when you recognize that there's something you don't know and there's somebody there who teaching you and you have to have a certain level of discipline in order for you to learn that right Um, the immediate feedback um, so many times when children they sit down and they want to do math why do I need this why is it good what's the relevance (laughs) of this that was me you get on the mats and teach something and demonstrate it and they see it work and they do it and all of a sudden they go okay I get why I need to do this that's transferable that's absolutely transferable, not only in the sense of them being able to protect themselves and defend themselves, but also in the confidence that it brings, also in connecting the idea of discipline and listening to instruction and applying that stru- inst- instruction and being able to get something from it because you paid attention to it. Uh, I, I mean, I could just go on and on and on <laughs> no, no. about the ways that this is incredibly beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, uh, we've talked about a lot. Again, you know, I, I'm so appreciative of this opportunity to be out here. I mean, just to be in Africa is like a bucket list, you know, thing for me. But to <laughs> but to share it with you yeah. and to be able to make that connection um, by way of jujitsu, yeah, it's uh, it's been an incredible journey, and I'm, I'm I can't wait to come back again. You know, next year when your students are at a higher level yeah. and the number of students is pouring out the doors. Hopefully, you'll have to be in a bigger location yes. by then. <laughs> um, anything else you want to say to anyone who might be watching in the uh, in the area or might want to try it out? Yeah, if you're in the area, just please come. You're you're most welcome. It, but even if you're not in the area. Uh, one of the things that's very interesting is there are a lot of people for whom this is a bucket list thing, right? Yeah. And so there are a number of black belts, some very high-level black belts, I won't name drop or anything, but who've committed to come just because it's like, okay, number one, it's a bucket list thing. I've I've thought about it, but now I've got a reason to. It's connected to jujitsu. There's a new school, first one in a country. Um, And then you come here and the experience is awesome. Um, and of course, you'll go back and yeah. tell everybody about it. Oh, so, yeah. I, you know, I'm really excited about even those kind of possibilities. So, if you're close, come. But even if you're not close, it's worth the trip. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you for doing this, and uh, until the next one. Absolutely. Thank you.